Hello, I am Joe Rycroft. And I'm Adam Hewitt. Welcome to the Exercise Right podcast, the show where we delve deep into the world of exercise, rehabilitation and wellness. A fun, non-drab approach where Adam and I will be talking about all things exercise, physiology, health and rehabilitation, whilst debunking myths, making some complex science a lot more simple and giving you some tips and tricks to improve your health and well-being. Each week we will host guest speakers who are experts in their field and hear from you, the listener, to answer any of your questions. Good evening. Evening, Joe. Evening, Joe. I've just got back from a lovely weekend, uh, birthday weekend, down in the Isle of Wight. How was and that? Don't worry, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Look what I've got. He's got a hoop. A I've whoop. got my whoop. Yeah, whoop, whoop. I've just been, whilst I've been waiting for you to log on, not that you're late, but don't worry about that bit. No, I'm joking. I've just been logging on and setting it all up. Uh, is this, so, the, is this is literally first time on the wrist? This is the first time on the wrist. Oh. I got back, I got back about four hours ago. Oh, cool. So, Comfy? Initial thoughts, feelings? Light. Don't really get it because it doesn't seem to do anything at the minute. But... um. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I can't wait to get you next week, and you'll be like dishing out all the stats. <laughs> so, for listeners out there, there is a whoop free trial, whoop free trial, and uh, I've I've done it. I've gone for a month free, and uh, Joe is also going to do it because I sent you a free code. I am going to do it. Gives and then that me gets a month free. free <laughs> 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 so, uh, I am. I that's am. why you're going to do it. Which is good. Yes, well, I'm gonna, I am gonna do that. It's, it's on my admin list. <laughs> well, you need to do it, and it's actually, it's actually pretty snug. I would Quite say. Comfy, comfy. Yeah. Well, if there's right. any any listeners out there that think they're great, or any listeners out there that think they're not very great, give us some reviews. Or it's probably a good thing I'm putting it on now rather than last week because I had uh, my birthday celebrations on Thursday, which wasn't like bad, but I had you know a couple of couple of glasses of wine and then nice. had my leaving well didn't really have a leaving do as such got that coming up but I left my current job and went to starting a new job ne- next week um and uh went for a very impromptu should we go for one just just to uh, uh say, say toodle pip and uh ended up effectively being a wine tasting evening which Lovely. was <laughs> just uh interesting should we say but um Believe yeah, it there. <laughs> just 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 lots of yeah very my my sleep if i had this band on now would be very bad but then yeah we stuff to yellow white came back and then whacked this on is it a wholesome wholesome family weekend on the isle of white you know it's lovely it was really nice uh mother if you're listening which i know she's not because actually we set up her phone because she's um she's trying to be more uh fitness conscious but uh, I thought Emma, you were technologically advanced. Well, yeah. Well, Emma, blessed my wife, she was uh, spent quite a lot of the weekend uh, on on my mum's phone. She got a Samsung setting up so she could listen to BBC sounds and showing her how to do it. Oh, whilst ooh, then okay. she goes to the gym and she can do all this stuff. So um, poor Emma was doing quite a lot of that basically but um no she's doing well my mum's doing really well actually she's very much she's very focused and actually I was I was lecturing about zone two training oh were you yeah so yeah. um you know 
for obvious reasons, it's really important to do Zen 2 training. But my mum was saying, I do this, I do this, I do this. What is this any good? And I was like, mm, you probably want to do a bit more zone two. And I ended up doing a little bit of a lecture on it, which actually brings us to you. How was your lecture last week? I was good. I did a, an evening on heart health for the local triathlon club, which was nice. actually, yeah, it was really good. It was very well received. You never quite know with it, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I had, yeah, over 30 people turn up for it, which I was quite happy about. Nice. Um, give it, And then it was um, fascinating because it was started off as, you know, you can't really talk about everything to do with heart health in hmm. an hour, an hour and a half. And um, so did oh, a bit of test me. Ask my mother. Yeah, well, exactly. And then did a, a physiology of, 101, I was. <laughs> training intensity. So probably said some of the, some of the sim- similar things to you. Yeah. Um, and then a bit on, you know, warming up, cooling down, then what can go wrong and talked about kind of like AF, um, exactly, athlete's yeah. heart, MIs. Actually. Anyway, ended up being like, everyone was just like, oh, so I've just been diagnosed with this. Yeah. And oh, I've got an echocardiogram tomorrow. And it was literally just in one big sharing space, which was actually really good. I'm glad that people felt that they could kind of, share amongst their club mates and um yeah and then my emails have been pretty busy since so <laughs> <laughs> it's good that I think it's really interesting you know quite a lot of the episodes on the podcast have always been about you know when I was diagnosed with or when I suffered this I spoke about it more and actually speaking about it has been so much more powerful yeah, yeah. and you realize there's way more people that are going through it mm, absolutely. you just said exactly the same um certainly you know completely different sort of like remit if you like and not the same audience but I was sitting there giving my mum my lecture 101 and um she sat there and just and very openly just turned around to her partner and said you should be listening to this as well and for no particular reason yeah but she says just because I'm aware of it and I really want to do something about things I want to you know I'm 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 investing in it and I'm learning in it you don't do anything but that doesn't mean you shouldn't and I was like you know what I said it's even more um, of a reason to do it, isn't it? That's I said, why I said, I said you've got a very good point there. And and uh, poor old, my mum's partner was very coy and said, <laughs> fine, I'll come with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. And I, I, I pulled in Emma and said, how many times have you and I walked on that treadmill at zone two? Mm. And Emma obviously, and, you know, to be fair, we do. We very much do. Yeah. Uh, there was no lying involved, but Emma, Emma very much read the script ahead and was like, you know, was yeah. the advocate as well so no it was, it was very interesting oh, excellent you took you so do you reckon you could do another talk like that again yeah i've actually one of the ladies was also part of a rowing club and was like oh do you fancy of coming course. Something? so of you know course. gonna be making my way around cumbria that's <laughs> 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 no, it's good and it's nice to give back a bit from uh... before you start like you know obviously because you've, you've stopped summer lecturing and then you've obviously clearly picked up on more lecturing yeah yeah so um before you get completely inundated with appointments, who have we got this week, and who's this a special week, guest? I'm very excited. We've got we've got Heather Townsend with her this week. Who finally? We, I know who we've been we've been very very excited to have on for probably over a month or two now, won't it? So yeah, month, um, yeah. very excited to chat to Heather. Heather is um, a very speedy runner, but also a mum of two and has had twins. And, um, she is going to give us insight into how she um I guess got back to running so quick after after having twins and her experience as an athlete before during and after hopefully so I'm quite excited it's gonna be a really good one um looking forward to it should we see what we've got see what we got
Hello and welcome to another episode of the Exercise Right UK podcast. Today we have the wonderful Heather Townsend with us, who is a very speedy elite marathon runner. I think she might correct me if I'm wrong, but 2.37 for your marathon at the moment? Yeah, 2.37.01. So 2.37.01, the- so oh, oh, that's, seconds, pain- that's a painful way one isn't it <laughs> yeah my, my husband paced me on the day and he was um we were running down like the, we had like 800 meters to go and he said if you do not sprint now you're going to miss it by three seconds I was like no I'm sprinting I am I, honestly I'm sprinting and, and what we missed it by three seconds I was like oh you're joking so at what point not to chuck your husband in it but at what point do you hold your husband accountable for being the pacer oh it's all his fault <laughs> <laughs> hi I would tend to agree because I'm, I've not met your husband, so I'm meeting you here. So let's all blame your husband on it. Yeah, we'll blame him. We'll blame him. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and alongside being a marathon runner, you're also a mum to identical twin boys. I am. They're four years old now, um, Harry and George. So, yeah, they keep me on my toes. I can imagine. And, and, and if anyone who follows Heather on Instagram, they are the cutest little guys. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know about that. They are, well, they are cute, but they have their moments, that's for sure. Yeah, but well, I think just to kind of kick off, can you give everyone a little bit of background on kind of your running to date? And um, have you always been a runner? Any other sports kind of been in the mix? No, so I actually started as a swimmer originally. Um, I actually um, I swam the English Channel when I was 18. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and not many people know that. So whenever I, whenever I tell people, I was like, what? why do you, why do you never talk about that? And I'm like, well, it was so long ago. I just, I kind of like forget myself sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I did that when I was 18. And then I went to Leeds Uni in 2009 and I, I knew I wasn't going to make it as a swimmer um so I was like oh um someone said oh why don't you give triathlon a go um and I'd never ridden a bike never really ran before at all apart from like at school sports day um and I thought well I just gave it a go and I loved it um and so I, I I've been in Leeds ever since I started uni because I I joined the triathlon squad in Leeds um managed was lucky enough to like travel the world and do um world series and european and world cups um and go on amazing training camps with everyone and i've I've made the best of friends from triathlon as well they're still my best friends now um and then in i think it was 2017 i had a year of real injuries and my husband got a job in London so we decided to move to London for a year um, and that's the point where I was like right I think I need to call it a day with triathlon and um, I got a job with New Balance and I was like well I still need to do something I think once you're an athlete you're always competitive um, I don't think I'll ever lose that so I was like I've got to do something and running was just the easiest one out of the three because you don't have to find a pool like for swimming and on a bike you're out on the bike for four five hours um so I decided to just run um and and now I'm marathon running so <laughs> a few years down the line with two babies in 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 the middle of it all as well <laughs> that is absolutely incredible story <laughs> So I need to, I, I I do need to start at that first swimming across the <laughs> channel. 
Yeah, and, and I, just, I, just, I always just like breeze past it and, and everyone's like, what? You swam the well, channel? Well, like, this is it. I, do you know what? I've always, because I'm actually from Portsmouth, so I will look across the channel every now and then when I'm when I'm there and as a child. But I've always, and this is quite nice, a bit weird for me, but it's like a bit of a fan now. I've always wanted to meet someone who's actually done it. Because <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to, like, what's it like? Um, I wouldn't say I'd do it again. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> like and there's two federations. Well, you haven't done it again since, so that's no, probably no. I think I've been really sea swimming since I given like or swimming full stop since I gave up triathlon. I think it scarred <laughs> me. Um, but there's two. There is two organisations that take you across, so you have to like book your lane and everything. It's it's mad. Um, and there's one with a wetsuit and one without a wetsuit. And in the end, I had to go with the one with a wetsuit because I couldn't put enough weight on to like get warm enough. And it was so cold that in the end, I just had to go with the one with the wetsuit because I wouldn't have made it at all. Because every time I did the swims, you have to do a six hour swim before you're actually allowed to go and do it. And um, so I did that in Lake Windermere and I was hypothermic by the end of it because you, you have to do that swim without a wetsuit. Um, so I was like, there's no chance I could keep going like um, without it. So, um, yeah, I decided to go on the one with. So like some people like turn their nose up about that. Like, you know, like the proper English from a channel swimmers that I've done it like loads of times. Like, oh, she did it in a wetsuit. Doesn't count. But I, I it does count. <laughs> no, I, I think that's why I'm to France and yeah. did my three steps in France. It, so. it absolutely counts. And <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I mean, I, I sink. I can swim, but I I genuinely sink in water <laughs> so it, that's what puts me off doing anything triathlon anything near the, the, the anything that's sort of like to be honest that tends need... to be the one discipline that most people um say when they, you mention triathlon like oh, i can't swim or it's a swim that scares me open water scares me um well that's yeah. what i was going to ask is, is that therefore your favorite leg of the try no it was always running you know that's by amazing. the end of it it was running mm-hmm. Um, I think I've done so much swimming. I was like, just get me out of the swim. And also, I it running ended up being my strongest one. So once I was out the swim, I used to, I wasn't strong enough on the swim in the end. Um, so I was just always in that washing machine in in the triathlon where everyone's just like swimming on top of you. You're not actually swimming. Um, surviving is is what it was. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, running was definitely always my strongest by the end of my triathlon career. And that's why I think I carried on running, really. What What was it about? What is it now still about running that you love? What What makes you want to get the trainers on even when it's a dark, cold morning in Yorkshire? Yeah, yeah we get a lot of those. Um, so I think for me, it's especially now I've got children, it's me time if it being going for a run with music without music it's just my clear headspace and I come back and I'm like right I can get on with today now I feel better and it's just the endorphins it releases and everything it just makes me feel so much better I, I, I'm like my husband will say I'm I'm a mess when I don't run I'm just like if I ever get injured it's like I can't deal with you like go <laughs> um because it's just yeah it's just my my time and makes me feel so much better I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a new dad myself, as I sort of half mentioned in the intro, mm. and um, I think just finding that that space, that time, 
it's probably the hardest thing as a, as a parent because you're kind of like trying to balance things out and trying to squeeze in little moments every now and then. Um, what advice would you give to new parents to first and foremost, make sure they do find that time because it's so important. Um, and second of all, I guess, make a element of a training program as such. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I do have to sacrifice like sleep a lot. Like I always <laughs> see all these like athletes putting on their Instagrams and social media, like, oh, one of the most important things for being an athlete is sleep. Make sure you get your sleep. And I'm like, well, sometimes that's just not possible. <laughs> like if it means that I need to go and train, I'm going to have to sacrifice something. And for me, it's probably going to have to be sleep because I can't just not be there for my children. Um, and I need, like, I want to prioritize running as well. So like I need to, um, something has to go. Um, but I think like, I always make sure that I have a plan for the week um, and like, childcare obviously is a big thing like making sure like I've got that sorted for the week now they're at school it's a little bit easier um although I'm not sure about that because of the school hours nursery hours are much better yeah. <laughs> I could pick them up at half six now I have to get them at quarter past three I'm like where's my day gone <laughs> um but yeah I'm very lucky that I've got supportive um parents and, and parents-in-laws as well um, I think I'd really struggle, especially like now I'm doing like 90 miles a week. So it it's some days running twice, twice a day. Um, so I need a big team around me and I'm very lucky that I've got that around me because I, I know a lot of people don't. Um, but yeah, just making sure that even if it's just 15 minutes, 20 minutes, prioritizing that time for you, especially when you've got children and just like just to clear your head and just it's better for everything then as well so talk talk us through how you kind of transitioned from pregnancy through to postpartum to running a 237.01 marathon yeah so I so I was running a lot before I got pregnant um and then when I got pregnant and I obviously found out it was twins I was obviously I saw I've seen so many athletes like being able to run throughout the whole pregnancy and I was like right this will be fine and then I, I realized it was twins and I had to stop running at I think it was 18 weeks and that was so early and I was like what am I gonna do um and I remember I just went for a walk like every day like without fail like I was like right I'm gonna do something even if it's just a walk like I didn't really cross train or anything like that I just went for a walk um just to keep me sane um, but then I, I really thought that it would take me ages then to get back to it because obviously I'd had so much time off. Um, but I, I I was really careful going back to it, like made sure I didn't go back with like 12 weeks after having the, the boys. Um, don't get me wrong, I've had a lot of issues. Um, and I think that's because I didn't get help straight away. And that's one thing that I would recommend to any um, mother out there that's going back to running and wants to, to run um, properly is go and see a professional because I didn't and I've had a lot of difficulties. So um, that is one vital piece of advice I give right now <laughs> um, is, yeah, definitely go and see a professional. There's so many out there um, that specialise in pelvic health um and it's definitely definitely needed um I wish I'd known before um uh, because then I would have gone straight away 
I think it's so I think what you just said there is so important. I mean, I um I obviously we work in that field, <clears throat> but we see so many people that just they want they want to get back into fitness almost overrides their almost the booking of of things is a bit inconvenient. If you like, I'm just gonna go and do it. I feel like I've got a spare half an hour, I'm gonna go for a run and things like that. But actually mm-hmm. what you said, and every single person we speak to as well says, I wish I did this. So important, and I feel so much more empowered by doing it, so much more confident by doing it as well. Yeah, I know, definitely. And I think you feel fine. Um, like I felt I was like, oh, actually, I feel fine here. And like I eased into it, I didn't do anything silly, like I was doing run, walk, everything, but because I didn't see that special, I wasn't getting the right exercises for me personally, because everyone's so different as well, like everyone's births different everyone's body's different so everyone needs like different exercises to do like I was doing some I was doing pelvic exercises which I thought were fine for me just from looking on YouTube but obviously I was doing everything wrong so like what could be right for one person isn't going to be right for another person and yeah I just wish I'd known that from the start because I'm still I well I think I've got it all under control now but in that marathon that I did in April, I was still having issues then. Um, so yeah, it's only just recently, um, after I've seen this amazing woman called Jenny Blizzard, um, who has really helped me out. So um, yeah, shout out to her. Well, shout out there, I was gonna say shout out to yeah. Jenny. Thank you very much. You get a free little shout out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then now to 90, 90 miles a week. Mm-hmm what's the what's the next step where does this go what's the what's the aim what's the plan and goals so I'm doing Valencia Marathon and that is the first weekend in December um and the aim is to definitely get a PB um but I would like to get a big PB so yeah um I've pushed the goals quite high um and I just hope hope it pays off so (laughs) training's going Fingers crossed really well at the moment. So just got to, that's the thing with the marathon, so much can go wrong and you can't just go and do one the next week. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot and, and the pressure does get to you because it's like, you, it's a, like 11 week build up, And mm-hmm. so you put all, everything into it. Like you have to turn down things like socializing with friends and stuff. Like you just have to like, especially when you've got kids as well, like you can't do everything. So um, a lot of things have, have got to go and that and so you, you really want everything to go right on that one day. So then it's all worth it. Um, but then again, it's not the end all. Like there is other marathons out there. But the competitiveness so, to me in me as well. I'm just like, I want to get a PB. <laughs> when, you, when you're aiming and you're training for a PB. Yeah. Give us an insight of what's different. What are you, is what what elements your training program is different that's going to put you in the best possible position to get that PB? Is it speed training? Is it interval training? Is it you going yeah, at longer so distances, longer volume? My block for London um, went really well. So we've not changed so much um, in the block because what we found is that I kept doing my track sessions because in previous times um, before I've done a marathon, I've kind of like just focused on marathon pace sessions and not anything that much faster. But I found that keeping my track sessions on a Tuesday and then doing half marathon type sessions as well, then when you come to doing your marathon pace, it actually feels a lot easier. 
well, I say a lot easier sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, how can I keep this up for a marathon when I've done like 10 miles at it? But um, no, it really does. It really does help keeping doing those faster sessions. Um, and then this block, the only thing we've done a little bit different is on my longer runs, um, I've tried to like try and pick it up to marathon pace um, towards the end on tired legs to see um, if that um, try and make me stronger there as well. Um, and then I think, again, it's just making sure you can not just the running, but like keeping on top of like um, your nutrition. Um, well, they say sleep, but that doesn't happen for me. Um, um, gym work, strength and conditioning work. And I try and get a, ma a massage every other week as well, um, which I've found that's helped me touch wood injury, injury proof so far. <laughs> But yeah, so it's like just a combination of all everything really um, to make sure you, you, you're in as best a shape as you can be on that day. That's quite the juggling act, I have to say. <laughs> like, you've, uh, and uh, I mean, on, on the topic of kind of juggling things, am I right in thinking you also throw in a full-time job into this as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, work, I work for Brooks Running now um and they're amazing um they've been so good with me as well um and I'm a tech I'm tech repping at the moment so it's kind of like my own diary which works so well for me um especially like with the boys and with running and stuff like that you can kind of like it's it, it's a lot of travel so it does mean that sometimes and at evening events so it does mean sometimes I'm having to train on my own which isn't ideal but um, you make it work um, and they're so good and supportive um, with my with my running so um, I'm very lucky there so with with the that, that holistic approach and I love that I loved exactly that was a really nice way of sort of bringing everything in, involved with your massage the, every every two weeks your track training on Tuesday it always seems to be a Tuesday track training mm -hmm. just out of just a little <laughs> pick up there but um it's what I'd say is it that's for me that's such great advice because so many people I meet who I'm gonna go and train a marathon they just focus on volume all the time and ultimately they then get a little bit injured because they're not doing the S&C side of it they're not doing the prehab side of it um with Valencia where are we now five weeks away <laughs> <laughs> obviously quite high volume now mm -hmm. um when do you start your taper when's it what's it looking like I normally have um like a two week um ease down so two weeks out I'll I'll probably do a longish run on the Sunday but not not nothing like uh, like I've been doing like 20 20 like four miles I think I've got up to so far I'd never really go over that either um and then the week before I barely do anything um I, run, I do like to run every day because I'm used to running every day um, but everything just gets shortened. Um, so like to the day, even to the day before, I'll still run, but just two, three miles, that's it. Like everything's just like the volume is just totally wiped away. Um, but I do keep some intensity in there as well. So like on the Tuesday before, I always do like three miles at marathon pace or um, something similar to that. Um, so yeah, I try and keep a little bit of intensity in there as well, but the volume is completely swiped <laughs> i think when a taper so like it's um i found when you do tapers you kind of feel like there's a slight nervousness if you're losing everything 
all of that performance you put into it and you're sort of going when you get to that start and you're going oh my god I've not run for ages but it does seem to click in yeah well for me taper is the worst two weeks ever I (laughs) I start to think oh my gosh my legs feel awful like oh my is that a niggle am I feeling something in my hip is that hurting I'm like and like my husband at this point because he coaches me as well um is like just stop like (laughs) you're going to be fine like he's like you are the worst person ever in taper time like um but I think you just you just start to panic and I think you do start to feel a bit tired because you're starting to just like ease down and your body doesn't know what's happening um but it does make a difference because then when you get to the start line you're, you're fresh you're ready to go um and, and yeah most of the time your legs don't feel like they do during the taper so they feel good so that's amazing I think it's mainly in your head <laughs> Uh, so you you mentioned a couple of times about nutrition and food and getting that right mm-hmm. how obviously you know for, for people that are maybe in the mix it's very much part and parcel of your routine now but for those people that are listening that think you know what what does correct nutrition look like for marathon training and racing talk yeah. us kind of a bit around your strategy so I've really struggled since I've had kids with um stomach issues so before any race now, I literally, like three days out, I, especially for a marathon and a, and a half, I do it for half and a marathon, tens and five seems to be, you can get through that, but a half and a marathon, three days out, um, I won't have any fruit or veg at all. Um, and it's, I mean, this is extreme. Um, not everyone has the stomach like I do, but I just think like it's three days, I can deal with bland food for three days and that's it. If it means that my stomach's going to be fine and everything's going to be fine. So I literally just have rice and oats and chicken. And that is pretty much my diet for three days. Um, toast, like any plain like carbs. Low fat. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's really bland. It's really plain. Not even really any like tomato sauces or anything like that. Like literally just plain um but it it, if it works I'll do that's uh, that's why I always say to myself it's going to help then I'll do it um and 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 hydration as well is just so important obviously like for a marathon especially so like I'll just make sure like I'll I'll start taking hydration tabs um three days out um from a marathon and just like I, I really found it actually quite hard how much how many carbs I had to take actually before my first marathon because I was like am I not gonna feel like really heavy because like you go from like I like obviously don't get me wrong I eat carbs and stuff but it was so extreme from what I was having to eat like my coach was telling me I was like are you sure like I was like literally just eating carbs all the time and I was like I'm just gonna <laughs> feel really heavy and and on race day but no honestly like it it, it makes a difference um and do you do you eat or consume any fuel during is that is that something that so you um because I've never really done um in Valencia I'm I, I've got an elite start but I still don't have the drinks so because I've never had that option I've always just practiced with gels mm. um I've had my fair share of going around all of them, like trying like different ones because obviously I get stomach issues 
And for me personally, I use OTE ones. Um, I've found that I've had, like, they're just so easy to take, um, go down really easily. Um, and I've, I've had no issues with them so far in my, this training block. So they're, they're, they're my chosen, chosen fuel. Um, so yeah, I, I like the apple ones. It just tastes like apple juice. So it, it's quite, it's quite easy. Yeah. Um, and then also I'll, I'll just then take on water, um, that they give out on the course. Um, but I don't really drink loads of it because it like makes my stomach feel, but even just like putting it in your mouth and just swilling your mouth around makes a difference. So um, what's, what's the, have you got goals that you're looking ahead to kind of in the next like few years or years? Is it, is, is it just get faster and faster and faster? Yeah, I think obviously like, um, I'd, I'd love to just keep getting PBs and, and carving um, time off my time slowly. Um, but I think it'd be nice to get an England vest for the marathon. Um, I, I got very close in the summer for the half marathon. I just missed out on that. So I was a bit gutted about that. But um, yeah, it would be nice to get an England best of the marathon um, and just see where it goes. I, I just I just love it. So um, I think whilst, whilst I'm enjoying it and loving it, I'll just keep trying to get faster and faster. I think, I think it, the day you stop enjoying it and it becomes a chore is the time to like say, right, okay, I'll sit back now and just, yeah, just go for a, a run for fun. <laughs> Um, and I think I think you do like your passion, your love for it oozes out of you, and it's just like you're just so you're vibrant with energy of it. What is yeah. it exactly about the running side of it that you just love? What is it? What part of the marathon are you loving the most? What part of the trainings you love the most? Is it the challenge? Is it the pure competitiveness? Yeah, I just I, with the marathon, I feel like even though it's like a lot of effort and obviously it takes up a lot of time um then it's just it's just such a nice like everyone that, that I've um I join in marathon training is just so nice that it's just, it just brings out so many nice people and everyone like I've, I've done sessions with everyone's just like I think everyone understands how hard it is so everyone's just so supportive with each other um and I love that side of it and just especially like our, our little group we've got at the moment, like we just support each other. And then every session, like even if someone has a bad session or you're just there for them. And I think then when you do have a bad session, it's it's okay because the people around you are there for you. And I think that makes a big difference. Um, and like I said at the start, like it, just the, the feeling you get after makes it all worth it. And if we, I'm keen to circle back because I, I kind of feel like we we glazed over it slightly, mainly because I was we were excited for Valencia. But mm. I listened to a podcast um, or with uh, Dame 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 Jessica Ennis on it, and she was talking about returning um, postnatal, and she was, you know, Olympian, Olympic champion, heptathlon champion, and then she sort of returned to track, and she was at the back of the field. And she she joked, said, God, I'm the back and I'm an Olympian here and I've got the gold medal. Um, did you go through sort of a similar experience in your in your going back, going back to the, the track, Tuesday track, and meeting up with your, your old team members and sort of going, Oh God, I'm right at the back here. And if you oh did, yeah, how did you go around those over those barriers? Yeah, I remember even um so just just being behind all the girls where you know that normally you're leading that pack 
and it was it was awful and like I, I was just saying like to my coach I was like I'm just so unfit like what's the point of me even being here and all this and there must be people that drop out there must be people that return um postnatal lo- have loved running in the past and then go I just can't do it anymore I'm just not fit enough to do it anymore and then ultimately the reason why I sort of link it and ask it is because you said, as soon as I feel like it's a chore, I'm going to stop and I'm not going to do it. I feel that there must be a certain amount of people that go, I found this barrier. I'm not getting back to where I got, where I, where I was, what I know my body used to be like. My body's completely different now and it feels like a chore. Did you go through that chore feel and did you get over it? Or, and if you did, how did you? And, or was it a case of just trusting the process there and then? Yeah, no, I did. I did. Um, I definitely found it difficult because obviously I was behind everyone in training, whereas I was normally leading the pack. Um, but I, f- I found that each week I was getting that little bit closer and everything just was just starting to click. And I thought, actually, no, you can't you can't just stop because you, you you're behind everyone. Um, everyone like even when people get injured, they've got to start in that position as well. And then you you it's the same as same as um when you get an injury you've got to start at the bottom and work your way up so I thought well at that point as well I wasn't a marathon was not even in my in my mind um I just wanted to get back fit to be able to to run at a like high highish level um and just compete for the for the team uh, more than anything because um my club especially is it's so hard to even get into an a team and relays um because people are so strong um which is great it always gives everyone in the team that competitive edge because everyone's competing to be in that a team um but yeah i think you've just got to sometimes sit back and think right if i give it all my all um and never give up like i i just like that attitude of just never giving up um then I know that I'll get there um and I think as well like um my coach like he's like I always say it's weird because I say my coach but he's my husband so (laughs) it feels a bit weird saying my coach but um no he's he's so good um and I'm very lucky that we've got that um relationship because I know a lot of people couldn't be coached by their husbands um we have to have a, a a limit at times where there's like no running talking zone this is husband time and wife time but um but no he's really good and he's just like you will get there um you just have to believe in yourself um and just consistency that is the one thing that I found got me to where I am today is just being consistent and not rushing too much um, it's so easy to get carried away with what everybody else is doing and especially with Strava these days um, I mean I still do it now so I look at what people are doing on Strava and think oh my gosh <laughs> um, it's true isn't it you get completely caught up with it and you sort of compare yourself to people and see where you're going and just yeah it's just impossible to go and go oh you're running that fast how's that possible yeah yeah no definitely um, does, does your husband put on is it like a different metaphorical hat with you then when he's coaching you is it um, do, you, do, you, do you do you still speak to him like your husband when you're on the track or is it very much like you're his 
no you're, yeah you're, no, he's, he's, he's your coach he's, and he, he's, he's, you're his athlete he's a lot better at me than um at it that I than I am I have to sometimes like think right no he's coach now he's got coach head on um <laughs> yeah it's 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 what something. happens if you had an argument on the way to track um yeah that has <laughs> happened a lot <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that has happened a lot before um but no he 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 is good with me and I think sometimes when I've done like track sessions um I've like like and he said right you need to stop now because he he, he knows that I look tired or something and I've been like what but, what but why why are you telling me to stop and then, and then I have to think no Heather like you wouldn't do that to anybody else you wouldn't speak to them like that you need to calm down like come on he's he's coach now he's telling you because you look tired let's just go <laughs> um so yeah it must be good in a way to have like so much genuine support from home as well because obviously any coach backs their their athletes their team to the absolute heel and they invest so much time into it but actually you've got the double whammy of having someone at home who is your coach and is your husband and is it's almost like you say completely integrated in what you're doing do you think it helps your performance yeah no I do I do I think knowing that I've got you've got your coach on tap basically um which does help because a lot of people like you don't have that and um he can see when I've I've had um a sleep like, like less sleep so you might be like right you're really tired like let's just back off today and I do I do think that makes a big difference um and yeah he can just he just knows like you can see when you're you're not feeling yourself or um so yeah I do think it makes makes it, it it's nice it's nice to have it um although there is there is a lot of arguments at times but most of the time it's good <laughs> well that's that's uh yeah I, I was definitely wanting to ask that question at some point so I'm glad we covered that that was <laughs> great insight <laughs> Yeah. If we kind of circle back to the structure of your training and you talked about the importance of strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. how how much of that and how big a focus is that in your week? And is that something that you've kind of practiced right from your, I guess, like swimming and triathlon days and carried through? Or is it something that's maybe come a bit later? So when I was doing triathlon, we we were doing it two, three times a week. We'll, it was part of our programme. Um I am still not the best. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting better. I try and at least do it once a week. And I know for marathon training more than anything, it's so important because as you get tired, your body's got is just gonna fall apart. And if you do your gym work, you're gonna be, stay stronger for longer. Um, but it's time, it's time for me. It's just getting time to get to the gym, which I really do struggle with at times. So we've, we are in the process at the moment to trying to sort our garage out so we can like try and do something in there um, and then it'll be a, a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I do try and try and do it once a week at least. Um, but I do, I do know it's still something that I need to be a lot better with, to be honest. Do you, do you enjoy that work or is, it, is that one of the sessions where you're just like, ah, got to get it done? Mm, I know, because sometimes... Um, my coach is like, well, actually, you should maybe like just forfeit a run for doing gym instead. And I'm like, no, I need to run. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but it's part of your program as well, you know, like it's part of the process. Um, but yeah, no, I do, I don't, I don't really enjoy it that much. So I, I love the running. I don't get the same feeling doing gym that I do from running. So I wouldn't want to miss a run, but I know sometimes it's actually 
might be better if you just drop a, a, an easy run and went to the gym. Um, so it's something that I'm, I definitely need to work on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's again something that we hear quite a lot. I think both Adam and I work very closely with physios, and the, yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of runners that you see in the rehab area go through the strength exercises. <laughs> like, how many times have you done these since last time I saw you? And they're all just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the traditional 80 20 rule isn't it, it should be doing well it used to be 80 percent running and 20 percent uh, snc style mm. and actually people going oh i don't even do that but actually it's now moved to probably more like the 60 40 but it's just not i think with marathon training because the time is so demanding the pressure so you don't you know you're not just going out for a, a 25 minute run it's something has to give especially yeah. when you work in a full-time job and think that I'm like being brutally honest I think that the actual volume training the actual time on the on the tarmac is really really important because mm-hmm. you're going to build up that resistance that that resilience to what you're doing and the demands of what you're doing but um yeah the SNC side of it and the strength side of it is yeah, it's a little bit important <laughs> yeah no yeah it is and it's something that yeah I'm working on but yeah it, like I said it's just time um because you have to get to a gym and um so yeah but it is something I'm trying (laughs) what advice would you have for mums out there to just get into it and do more exercise if they're feeling a bit overwhelmed a bit like they're not finding the time to do it and I'm gonna my wife won't won't mind me saying this at all but she said she's super fit naturally but she hasn't got back into that routine of doing things she said just honestly Adam it's just not my priority yeah and I think I'm not going to force her of course but oh, no yeah no what I would think... you say to people that maybe feel think... like they can't find that priority yeah I, and I think it's so important for mums like to have that them that new time um because it's, it is hard um, a lot of the time and it does make you just feel um, so much better after it. One thing that I would um, say is to go to a park room because even if you can't get childcare, it's the, the environment um, is just so friendly. It's so like everyone's different abilities. You can be running 16 minutes, you can be running like 40, 50 minutes and it doesn't matter. And you can take a buggy. So if you can't get childcare, you can put the baby in the pram and just even walk around. And it just that gives you that new time. You feel like you've done something and you've got people you can talk to as well. They might be in a similar situation. Um, and because we've been, we've actually Brooke's sponsor Park Run now. So we've I've been going to some on a Saturday morning and it's just, it's so nice seeing so many like friendly faces and just everyone doing it for them. Um, but then also the abilities like so like it doesn't matter what time you do it in it's not a proper race so you don't have to get feel the pressure of it and um you, you don't have to finish it like it doesn't matter but it's just giving you that you time and I think it is so important that mums do try and and give themselves that that time that probably well I was gonna say Adam when Adam and I did a, an episode talking about his kind of journey through initial phases of fatherhood and I think that's almost exactly what you said isn't it with regards to your gym routine in the morning it's like your time of the day and whatever happens after that happens I think yeah sorry I think I think really important and I think it's just a case of where finding that structure finding that routine 
and sticking to it and mm. i my point on the on that podcast was i go to bed mega early i mean uh when we have emma's in-laws over they're like you go to bed so early and i'm like yeah i do but i also wake up super early and i'm doing everything you know and I'm, i want to get up i want to do some sort of workout in the morning because i know that's what i need to do yeah and i think as well like when you know it's at nine o'clock you know you've got to go and do it sort of thing like it yeah. gives you a bit more than just going out your front door yeah. and isn't it free it's still free isn't it and it's oh yeah it's always yeah. free like the founder will never ever ever charge um money for it he said like he's he did it he set it up for a free event so it's never ever going to be not free yeah so um so we have a a little bit of a, a closing tradition on this mm-hmm. Ever, which you, uh, you, you, you look you look prepared for this <laughs> yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah i'm ready i'm ready no God. oh dear um so centered around music so uh if there was i guess let's have a delve into your your training kind of playlist but is there like one song that you know goes on and you're just like right this is me oh this is this is because because Joe, my um my husband, he hates it. So I don't know what when it was, but um I've been I just listened to the Barbie soundtrack on repeat now. Um okay. and, and I don't know why, but it just like yeah, the Barbie soundtrack and it drives him insane. He's like, oh my gosh, please, I can't listen to this song again. But it just gets me really like geared up, ready to go. And I'm like, right, well, this is it, right? Just pretending I'm Barbie running along, so it's great. <laughs> no, I, I would never have called that. No, <laughs> so random. You definitely look like the happiest runner on Instagram, so it must be doing something good. Like, <laughs> I'm always listening to Barbie. <laughs> well, now, now we know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, There's anyone out there that wants to get inspired into running, enter a park run and get the Barbie soundtrack. Go on, on listening to the Barbie soundtrack, and you'll be flying. <laughs> There we go. I've loved it. It's been so good today. I've actually it's absolutely flown by. I think we could talk for hours. Yeah, thank <laughs> you so much, Heather. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. There we go. I loved that. What a lovely lady. You said to me, high energy. You said it's going to be a really fun one to do. Yeah. And it was great. It was really nice. I just... Also, I think... It... Sorry. I, know, I was just going to say, I'm so nosy, but it just it's so cool getting such insight into yeah. people different training like I'm just like oh I have to kind of rein myself in a little bit being like no you can't ask that question Joe. <laughs> well, I think I think I think you can I think this is part of the reason why we do the podcast is that these are people who are genuinely doing it yeah rather than people telling you how to do it when they haven't done it themselves and that's, yeah, they are that's living honestly it. one of my things that really is why the podcast is around we we mm. Thanks to us, and it is all about us. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> We're finding finding these incredible athletes who are willing to give a little bit of a snippet about what they do. Rather than me and you standing there going, this is how you run a 230 marathon, when frankly, I can't do a sub four marathon. So, <laughs> you know. I've not even done a marathon, so. <laughs> but this, but this yeah. is my point, and I think this yeah. is why it's much more than for me anyway a case of just telling people how to do it it's given the people insight so no I completely I actually disagree with you ask ask more ask more yeah no I thought it was uh yeah really good and I yeah I think hopefully other people will listen to that and be like oh it'll inspire 
them to either put the trainers on or literally go out for a walk or do those well, things they've been wanting to you, do for a while. You've said two things here, Joe, which I've been hoping you'd say, which is interesting. Oh, and you're leading me into a little trap. Oh, I, no. I hope that the first you are, you bounce to peer pressure, just this element of peer pressure, and you're like, I'll do it. Go I'm on. just going <laughs> to. And you've also said, I've never run a marathon before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've run, a, I've run the distance, but never on a road, always on the fells. I'm wondering, my friend has just signed up for the Bath half in, in March. Oh, well, well, if we're on the topic of half marathons, I've actually entered one today, Ads, which you can go. Oh. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to trump your woken him. I'm going to be livid because I'm going to have to do it then, aren't I? I am going to trump your mate's <laughs> offer and get yourself entered into Rome half marathon. Go on. Rome? Yeah. Where is this? Third of March. Get yourself entered. There's a crowd that's <laughs> going out. There you go. Live on the podcast. Oh, God. Oh, the God. Do you know what? This Where are his priorities? This has backfired massively. <laughs> So you weren't expecting that. This is back this fun. This afternoon at like 3.11pm. Where's my where's my email? My, my whoop is telling me I'm now anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Your anxiety, get out of this situation quick. Your anxiety level's too high. <laughs> that, go, on, go on, there you go. There's, there's the, there's, you've now got two offers on the table for a March half marathon. All right. I will settle with it. And I will just say I'm definitely going to do a half in March. Okay. I'm be- not going to say where because I need to, <laughs> need to pass. I can't say to my wife, I'm going to Rome and you've got the kid. Emma can come too. Emma, I just don't, I don't know if that's, it's more, it's much more a family decision to take a baby, a two-year-old yeah. who will be then on a plane. Well, that's very true. <laughs> However... But there you go. So there is a marathon getting run in March, which is partly inspired by uh, some of the people that we've spoken to. Yeah, absolutely. All so, right. So what? what okay. So I, I guess in in a in a in a way in a roundabout way, both of us are committing to a half in March. Oh, yeah. This is going to get exciting. There we go. That's the exciting bit. Jo, people, jo is physically rubbing her hands right now with the competition that she's got in front of her. I'm going to be up and out tomorrow morning with a new sense of motivation. I'm going to beat Adam. I don't know how quick he is. I've got no idea, but I'm going to beat him. That's literally the dialogue going through my brain yeah. right now. To reassure you, I am slow. So you're okay. I don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, well, before we get carried away and entering anything else, we'll... Uh... My, well, on the subject of that, my whoop has... Um, it told me I should have been in bed 24 minutes ago, or 34 minutes ago. According to now my new thingy on my wrist that's telling me exactly how I should live my life. For anyone so gonna... wondering what time it is, it's currently two minutes to nine. <laughs> I think it's quite excessive, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, like I like an early bedtime, but it's literally saying I should have gone to bed at 8.24. <laughs> I don't know how I don't understand it. I need to work this out. This algorithm is demanding. <laughs> but on that note, I need to go to bed, Joe. Good night. <laughs> I'll see well. you on the other side. Bye-bye. Be the first to hear about our new episodes and find more information by following Exercise Right UK on Instagram and Facebook.